what's up witches and bitches welcome back to another episode of the spiritual witch i'm your host michelle i am the spiritual witch and once again before we get into anything that we're going to be talking about today let's talk a little bit about the spiritual announcements um now if you guys don't know this i've been really sick uh lately just before we get into the spiritual announcements, I've been really sick lately, and that's why I haven't uploaded any episodes. I know I missed a win this year. I'm so sad, but um, I'm finally feeling better. Uh, Tess came back, and I actually had strep throat and the flu, so <laughs> so much fun. Um, kiddos bring home everything. This time last year, I was actually um, pregnant with my kiddo. And we had her, and we were actually searching everywhere for hospitals that were open during Thanksgiving and Black Friday and the weekend to test her bilirubin levels because she had jaundice. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you're born in a high altitude, you're really likely to have jaundice. Doctors don't really know why, but it's just kind of a thing that happens. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get into the small announcements. Uh, if you are the spiritual announcements. If you guys want to support me, you can start with monthly donations, which will allow me to create engaging content more frequently that can be accessed on more platforms. Send me a voice message. This can allow me to hear what you had to say, and you may be featured on a future episode. Get that water in. I make sure to download or subscribe to Apple Podcasts so that this podcast will show up more when people search for me. Um, yes, I'm going to be taking a couple of sips of water in this episode just to keep myself hydrated and all those kinds of things. When coming down from something as serious as strep and the flu, um, you want to make sure to keep yourself hydrated. And all you guys out there who are also sick, water. This is your water reminder. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to be going over Anthony Padilla. So if you don't know, Anthony Padilla is a YouTuber. He interviews lots and lots of different people. He is super respectful. He's a really cool YouTuber, and I absolutely love his content. He actually interviewed witches a while ago, and about a month ago, he interviewed Wiccans. So I'm really interested to see what Wiccans have to say and, you know, what they um, are going to tell him that's different than um, the witchcraft stuff. So, without any further interruptions. Let's get into this episode. It's about 18 minutes long and I'll try to skip through his break where I know he has an announcement in the middle. Anthony Padilla and I spent a day with Wiccan high priestesses to learn the truth about the highly controversial beliefs and bizarre rituals of this occultist religion. Today I'm going to put their words to the test by allowing them to use me as a vessel to cast a spell. Interesting. So he's actually going to be using his body to cast a spell. I do wonder if he's going to do so safely, and I don't know how this is going to translate via podcast because I have not actually watched it. Um, but anyway, he's going to be talking to high priestesses. Very interesting. High priestess is basically someone who is a, a, in a higher level of the hierarchy of Wicca. What I really want to know is... Is this religion so controversial because it commonly empowers women? Or is it because of something much more nefarious? Like worshipping Satan? Hello, Phyllis! Hi! So, it looks like he's got one woman here. Her name is Phyllis. I don't know where she's from. We'll learn about each of the people. Born! Hey! Born. Cool. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit Be Yeah. 
We're not going to be going into that. Wiccan priestess? Most of the time I just reach for witch. Witch. Witch is such a broad term these days that when I'm in the company of other practitioners, mm. it's more helpful to define myself as Wiccan. What is the biggest misconception about Wiccans? So before we get any further, I do think it's helpful to just, just define yourself as something rather broad. And that way... Um, people can kind of get a general idea. This is why I do actually believe in labels. I don't think you should label somebody just to label somebody, but it does help for better understanding as to what that person is about rather than just filling it, filling that person's, you know, what about box with a bunch of mystery items because then people tend to go to dark places. But if you can fill that void with something that's a little bit more familiar, then you tend to have better results when communicating with them. I guess it's still the old one that that we're involved with Satan or something. But I'm sorry to say to those who believe that, that they are completely wrong. There's some watching. It's usually the Christians that believe that, and I've said that a hundred thousand times. I even have an episode where I'm actually um, infiltrating like a Christian uh, worship group, and they do go into what witches believe and that we... Um, work with Satan and hex little children on Halloween. It's really hysterical. Go ahead and check that one out. But yeah, no, there's no Satanists in this. There's no satanic rituals or anything like that in this. I think it's hilarious. So yeah, I'm going to be jumping in with my opinions um, as well as what I think is right or wrong or what I believe or what I used to believe in. And I'll try and differentiate those opinions while I'm going through this whole um, episode. Right now. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, darling, but you're completely wrong. Satan is an Abrahamic figure. He exists within the pages of the Bible. Yes. He is their projection yep. of evil, and they need to deal with him instead of projecting him onto other people, especially us. You are one mm -hmm. of America's first public witches. I am. I'm now the whole world <laughs> is composed of witches. I was one of the first. There were very few of us that had the guts to come out, and I was a lawyer at the time on top of it all. In the very early 80s. People were nervous about coming out as witches after the Salem witch trials in America. Wow. That makes no sense. Why would people be concerned about coming out as a witch? I don't know. Why are you so stressed, right? So, I mean, the witch craze was 500 years ago. Just the mere accusation of being a witch was enough to have you thrown in jail, tortured, yep. murdered. What do Wiccans believe? So I had no idea that she was actually one of the first witches to come out. That's really cool. That's really brave of her. Mad respect. That's so awesome. I, um, for a while, I was kind of scared to come out. I actually ended up losing a job because of it. And it ended up becoming a little bit more of a, I don't know, I'm half in the broom closet. If you're someone who actually matters to me and someone I feel is important in my life, I'll let you know. Or if, it, if you're somebody who I feel like I could become friends with easily and I'd like to be your friend, <laughs> it's kind of my nudge of like, hey, um, I'm a witch, let's be friends, um, but if you're somebody like, you know, for example, my boss, we're probably never going to be friends and never going to meet outside of work and have conversations outside of a workplace environment, there's no need for him to know, there's no need for anyone to know, I I'm not going to be sitting there, um, hexing or casting spells while I'm at work, so there's no point in anyone knowing, or if I am hexing or casting spells, no one needs to know about that, that's my fucking business and my fucking business alone. We don't necessarily have a unified moral code, for example, or a unified belief about what happens when we die or what gods are like. What we share tends to be ritual stuff. What I disagree. Um, there is a Wiccan read. And the Wiccan read is basically um, do as they will, do as thy wilt uh, and harm none. 
And that's pretty much the, the moral code, if you will, is not to harm people. Um, yes, there are some ritual aspects that they do share. However, it's mostly individualized. It's, it's kind of like a fingerprint. Everyone's going to have their own fingerprint, their own flavor of witchcraft, if you will. No one's going to have the same exact thing um, over and over repeated again. And, you know, one green witch is going to be different than another green witch. How they practice is going to be completely different because they work with elements differently because they are different people and they have different paths. This is my path and I'm choosing to share it with people because I feel so connected with my path that I feel like it is a shareable situation that I can um, talk about on a podcast and feel relatively comfortable. Um, however, not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody can. Everybody's got a different path. And everybody's got a different life situation. So there are moral codes that they do share. There's not really a god or goddess that they really share. Unless you want to count like um, the horn god. Who is the god of like the the wilderness if you will. And the reason he's the horn god is because he has horns obviously. <laughs> um, but a lot of the things and a lot of the animals that they would hunt for back in the day had horns. So that's why he is the horn god. And they would pray to the horn god for a good hunt. And that makes sense. And then you have the goddess, um, who is Earth, Mother Earth, who is fertility, making the land fertile so that we can have a good harvest and a good hunt. And th those are the two original gods and goddesses. And then from there, it was broken down into more complicated and complex structures within the, the system of gods and goddesses and, and things of that nature. I more believe in energy, and those energies are prescribed... Um, a, a masculine or feminine element and then from there given personalities and whatnot and and those kinds of things that's kind of more how I see the gods and goddesses but like I said everybody else has their different flavors our tools are how we frame our liturgy what you do is more important to us and what you do reflects your beliefs when people hear Wicca they think witchcraft they think satanic rituals there are no devils and demons and no. and there's definitely no satan he is entirely a christian character he's yeah. their figure who personifies evil can you tell us about the history of wicca where it came from how long it's been around do they get this right? The 1940s in mm -hmm. England, there is this popular movement to start looking toward magic and the magical traditions of that area. And there's this guy named Gerald Gardner who comes out and he starts writing popular books. He has a tabloid presence and basically he comes out and tells people, hey, I was initiated into this surviving witch cult. I've gotten permission to write about it and share it with the world. People. St so basically he went out and he found a cult. And he was looking for, like, covens that were still practicing a cult being used loosely in this particular instance. From my understanding, it was a group of people that were gathering. And he kind of became an archaeologist in that point. Maybe archaeologist isn't the best word to use for that. But he's just looking at um, how these people behave and acted within the rituals and outside of the rituals and whatnot. And just kind of seeing what happened overall and started writing books about it and that's what happened and he said some pretty crazy shit happened while he was participating in some of these rituals start seeking him and various associates of his out for initiation and eventually he initiates 
folks in the U.S. His books make it over there, and people begin spreading his tradition in the United States. The particular tradition that I follow goes back to that dude. He brought people in, they brought people in, they brought people in. I'm down here somewhere. Like a pyramid scheme. Yes, Mm. exactly. (laughs) No, I'm stopping there. Absolutely not. (laughs) Is Wicca a modern religion, or is it ancestral? It wasn't called Wicca, but it existed more than 5,000 years ago. It was the indigenous wisdom tradition of Europe. Wicca tends to be the spirituality. It developed as a modern rebirth. Would you say that the, the ritual that was done to initiate you changed you or the way you perceived the world or made you feel differently? Was there some kind of value placed yes. on that initiation? I know some folks who will say that their initiations felt like a culmination of something. For other people, it's the moment itself is that that transitory kind of explosive moment where suddenly you're different. If I were... Uh... Initiation can be what you make it as. Um, you can do an initiation that's small at home or you can do one within an actual coven. I kind of did my own thing and I wanted to do my year in a day which basically means that you've been in the craft for a year and one day. However, I could never do that because of um, my sister-in-law's wedding. So unfortunately, that interfered a lot with my witchcraft. And to this day, I just still haven't done it. (laughs) I probably should do like a proper initiation, a proper like ritual to be like, hey, I'm a witch. But I also don't feel like I need to. Um, For everyone, it's different. It just depends on what you feel like you need as a witch and what you feel like you need um, to a to be able to accomplish and attain. I've met so many people who just say, oh, I'm not a full-fledged witch because I don't have an athame, or I don't have this, or I don't have that. And a lot of people, they hold themselves back, and so magically, they're being held back by that thought or that belief where I choose to believe, like, yes, I have these items. I mean, I don't have an athame or anything like that, but I have some items, and that just makes me more powerful or stronger. It doesn't make me magical. It just makes my abilities a little bit more focused a skeptic i might hear things like there was a guy at this point sometime (laughs) within recent history that found this thing and then started spreading his word and then people started becoming initiated into it i would think cult yeah and that word was used i think cult is one of those words where We use it usually to mean this religion over here that we don't like. People used to write about the cult of democracy in the United States, this idea of devotion to something, adherence to something. So it's really only in very recent decades that the word cult has come to have this blanket kind of negative connotation. I also feel like cult is also used to describe specific religions. Um... But to be a cult, you have to meet five, like, specific things. I don't know what all those things are right now. But there's five specific definitions you have to use to be able to meet, to be able to become a cult or to be classified as a cult. Cult, in my opinion, is not thrown around as much as this lady is saying it is. It was, I feel like, back then, probably thrown around a lot. Probably as much as today as when we throw around narcissists. The term narcissist is thrown around so much today. So interested to see how that lexicon changes uh, or how our lexicon changes because of some of these words that are just thrown around willy-nilly and they become meaningless within those definitions because we've just thrown them around so much. They lose meaning altogether. 
But amongst my my coven mates, yeah, we use the word cult. Most people, when they hear cult, assume that it means unquestioning devotion to a belief system that was taught. And that definitely is not who we are. If we could be said to have a central virtue, it would. That's definitely one of the things is an unquestioning um, following, and a lot especially within the coven that I'm in now, there's a lot of questions and a lot of how do we define this and how do we do that? But the questions, they come from us and we try and find the answers. The autonomy and personal authority. My yes. devotion is to my tradition and to my gods. It's not to other witches and it's certainly not to a founder. Do you cast spells? Do you use magic? Yes, magical experience. Oh, yeah, from the very beginning. If you ask most sort of young witches, they'll tell you that magic is the art of manipulating supernatural forces to manifest what you want. I'm going to say it's manipulating energy, not supernatural forces, but like energy and specifically and asking the universe and sending that good energy out so that hopefully you'll get good energy back. That's what I think it is. Let's see what she has to say. Not so much. I mean, that's kind of an old model. What is the magic, actually? The magic is the flow of the sacred from energy into embodiment. Everything's interconnected. And that flow of connection, that relationship, okay. that energy that moves back and forth between us and the plant, which could use a little more water. And a little more oh, try not to talk about that. <laughs> Physicists now talk about 13, 14 dimensions of reality. In fact, we operate mostly in three. But the mind has a capacity to experience much more. When you open yeah. your mind and open your heart, the sacred comes to you. you I love the way this woman is talking. I love the way that she's talking about the sacred. And the sacred could really be anything. And when you think about that, and I love people that use like spirit. So spirit, you could use it as your spirit guides. Or maybe spirit is God, or maybe spirit is the universe, or maybe spirit is several gods. But for that person, spirit could be... So for her, sacred energy is, is what that is. Ask, and the energy flows into you. And it changes you, and you work with it. And working with it yeah. is casting a spell. I thought it was you had yeah. to find five very rare herbs, mix yes. them together in a concoction of your own blood and the blood of some random person. And then you have to mix it up and mash it together. Yeah, no. And then you have to drink it six no. times. Yeah? Where did you hear this? Stop going on witch talk. And then Witch talk? <laughs> witch talk is the TikTok um, version of witch talk. Um, or... Wow, the witch version of TikTok. I don't know how that came out. <laughs> I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. <laughs> Panic at the Disco reference. <laughs> you can laugh now. Um, But yeah, witch talk is like the witch realm of TikTok. And there's a lot of like, okay advice there. And maybe one day I'll go on there and just like find some TikToks to, to demolish. <laughs> I don't know if I can find, like, an hour's worth of TikToks that would be good to go over in a podcast, but I can try. Um, but TikTok has some interesting witchcraft advice. Some I would say is useful, some that I would say is probably not so useful. I haven't heard anything crazy like what Anthony Padilla is saying, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of just... 
uh, guesswork in it and a lot of Google and crap like that that's in it when people are talking about magic and what they think magic is and that's not usually what it is. What's up, witches and bitches? Have you guys heard of Newsly? It's an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up on the most trending articles on the web and topics that you choose at any given moment, and it reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable, all in one place. Browse articles from topics that you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even Kardashian. It'll find you the latest articles and read them to you out loud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast is there too. I started using it as my default podcast app. They even have digital radio. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. And use promo code THESP. That's THESP. I would also put it on the description and get a one month free premium subscription. That's www.newsly.me. Bye. So let's continue going on and seeing what she has to say about more of these things. This is a really interesting episode. And all your dreams will manifest. A good spell opens your heart, asks for what you need. And then if you wish to, to enhance the the asking, you can add herbs and oils. There's an artistry to it. Mm -hmm. And it can be very beautiful. But it doesn't have to be anything more than breathing or drinking water. That's or true. making an offering. Magic potentially involves a lot of things. People who will tell you that if you make a wish on your birthday candles and you blow those out, like that's a type of spell. Lots of people have different perspectives. All of that potentially is magic. To- yes, all of that is potentially magic. The uh, birthday wish thing, that is a, a pagan thing. And birthdays are pagan. And that's one of the reasons that Jehovah's Witnesses actually don't celebrate birthdays because they are pagan in origin. And it is very much true. However, as far as what magic is, like, you can define what that magic is. Essentially, it's the same thing for every person, but we just don't have words to be able to describe it. Kind of how, like, in Japan, they have a specific word to describe a whole complex structure of feelings that we just can't describe in English very well, or at least not in a comprehensive way. But in Japan, they have one word to be able to say that one thing. Well, we don't have a lot of words that we can use to describe what magic is and how it works and how it operates and and those kinds of things. Our lexicon is very limited when it comes to discussing what is love, how do you define love, and what is magic? How do you define magic? Where does that come from? We are just capped and not able to describe these things very well. Me, magic can be a useful tool for kind of controlling those things that we might think of as coincidence or luck. It's not going to fix everything. It puts enough things into play where the thing that I am hoping will happen has a better chance of happening. There are people who are very bookish and there are ancient traditions of magic that we could study and we could potentially master. There are recipe books out there. Do they work? They can, yeah. I know, that sounds very coy. Very up for interpretation. Some of those recipe books can work, yes. However, like I said, everyone has their own flavor of witchcraft. And once you get into those recipe books and you start looking at them and you start noticing patterns, you can start making your own spells. 
and then your spells will actually work better than the spells in the recipe books. Some people are in this camp that says, here's a spell, and the elements of it by themselves are powerful. There are other people who, it's a creative act. It's something that it's born in the same way that you might write a song or make a piece of visual art. So it's a piece of art. Yeah. And it makes you feel a certain way, mm -hmm. and it might change your actions. Totally. So there isn't uh, a general sense of here's a recipe or an equation for you to follow yeah. and what works for me will work for you. It really is individual by individual. I can give you a recipe, but if you've got no heart in that recipe, I don't think it's going to work as well for you. An example of magic. That is definitely true. I like the way she said recipe. <laughs> but yeah, the recipe may or may not work. It kind of just depends on you, who you are, and how things work for you. Uh, for example, Angelite is a crystal used for healing. However, I find it really useful, and I find crystals that are extremely useful for healing to be very, very powerful for me. And I can use those, and I can really like manipulate those to use for communication, balancing chakras, really anything that I want to use it for. And my Angelite crystal that I have is my favorite witchcraft tool that I've ever had. It was the first pendulum I ever got. And, you know, she's just one of the most beautiful things that I own. And I work really well with it. Just like everyone has their own flavor of witchcraft, everyone's magic and everyone's objects are going to be different for them. And the spells that we use are going to vary depending on who you are as a witch. I was in law school and I started having dreams that came true. One of the dreams that I kept having was a, a woman who would appear in the dream. She was bare-chested, and she had a crown on her head and a light at her throat. And she was holding a book. A friend of mine took me to have my tarot cards read by a woman who she said was a witch. Does a spread. She sees things that I've discussed with nobody. I'm impressed. We're all done, she says. I have a women's circle. I think you might be interested. You might find what you're looking for there. Shake her hand politely. I say, thank you. That's very kind. I pay her. I'm out the door. These are witches. I'm witches? Circles? No. She says, well, you should think about it. I go back to the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, and I'm walking into a new wing of sculptures, and suddenly, like, you're seated next to me, in front of me, is the woman in my dream. There's a statue carved out of marble. Instead of a book, she's holding a rolled up sheaf of papers. I looked at the little plaque next to her toes and it said, the Libyan Sybil. And I looked up Sybil and it said, an ancient prophetess, comma, a witch. The universe is speaking to you. The oh, that is such a cool story. I love that story. Oh, that gives me shills. I love it absolutely love that story that is such a cool like just testament to um the universe speaking to you and just witchcraft and, oh my gosh it's such a cool story sacred is showing itself to you so it's more of a question of if you are listening you have to listen you have to look you have to open and you have to ask. very much listening looking opening and asking questions that's where i was at when i was picking up that witchcraft book and I was really happy that my husband wasn't there at the time. I'm sure he would have been like, oh, that, that's very interesting. But when I picked it up and started reading it, it just, a lot of it just made sense. I almost didn't have any questions. But when you're looking for symbols, when you're looking for signs, when you're looking for those kinds of things, that's where it's at. 
that that it's the dreams that's where you need to be paying attention everyone says all animals mean this or that no <laughs> they're dreams in your dreams like that animal outside has a right to exist but if your dreams are telling you and if your friends bringing it up then pay attention ask the question <laughs> And I would love nothing more than to talk about better help for just a quick Once again, another ad. Or motivation, or any- Oh my goodness. Let me see if I can skip past this ad. Okay, I finally got past that fucking ad. I think we're gonna- we're gonna have you do your very own spell. What would those spells look like? Are you allowed to say, or is that a secret? I'll share it with you. There's no cameras rolling, so don't There's, worry. No, that's good. It's, it's all, just you and I me. I believe you. I totally turn off the cameras. <laughs> and I am very gullible. Okay. So, so I would never record a spell just because that can bring bad juju. If I do that spell and then someone wants to interfere, that is a problem. <laughs> and people can interfere if you record it. I also think that by... Um, Recording spells, and if you're working with specific goddesses, deities, or even with the energies, and that energy doesn't want to be recorded or doesn't want to show up on film, um, you're adding another element that could determine the success or failure of your um, spell, and I'd rather just not deal with it. Let's go. Good, let's go. I'm going to ask you to think about prosperity and success. Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, I already got prosperity and success. You see, look around me. I mean, I see some things that could be I'm in this upon. $7 billion studio <laughs> with 45 associates who help me at every single moment. I mean, Couldn't you've got me board. here with you, so that's pretty... And you are a hefty penny. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, fundamentally, what you're going to do, uh -huh. you're going to make yourself a little bag. We're going to put okay. some stuff in it. Okay. We're going to decide that it's magical. Okay, so it's a decision. It's an internal belief. I think so, yeah. Okay. So here's what you're going to do first. I brought a bunch of little pouches. They're in different colors. And I want you to think, like, if you were going to bring success or prosperity into your life, like, give me a color association. I am going to go with the green bag. It's got multiple different... Oh, green is for money. Usually green is for money. So that's really interesting that he chose that. Either he knew that before or he chose that just completely randomly and... Yeah, that's really interesting. This is an interesting little, um, I guess, experiment, game, situation, I don't know, that they're doing right now. I don't know if I'll be able to accurately interpret everything, but I will try. Textures and the fact that it looks handmade, to me, feels like more connection to the earth. Okay, so now I want to think about... I like that he's pointing those things out. The thing that it looks handmade... Um, it's green, connection to the earth. He likes the connection to the earth, and that definitely, um, to me, is screaming, like, yes, connection. Uh, these herbs, what might you pick, like, as, as kind of our base? I think the base would be spearmint. I feel like this is most associated with... Spearmint, again, associated with money, so he's in the... What the fuck? With taking care of yourself, associated with brushing your teeth and having a minty mouth. Yeah, your day's gonna go better if you brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I want to look at some of these other objects we have here. Some of this was in, like, got a little cuff on my desk with, like, interesting stones. I see three objects what here you that I immediately would be gravitated toward. What are they? First off would be this shiny little... That's pyrite. It's beautiful, I think. Hmm, pyrite I wouldn't really use for money. 
um, because I believe pyrite is also known as fool's gold. <laughs> and mm, maybe you could use it for tricking someone into believing that they've gotten a lot of money. Kind of like those fake lottery tickets. I don't know. You could use it in that sense. And you can also use it as a reflective surface as well. Pyrite can be really useful for a lot of different things. The color goes really well with the bag that we have. It's here. also called fool's gold. And again, yeah. we have that association with mm -hmm. wealth and prosperity. And then the amethyst, I have a connection with this. Third eye. Third eye. Really awesome. It's from when I was younger okay. because I used to like to collect rocks. I was a really cool kid that liked to collect rocks. And then this one here, I think uh, the light traveling through it is really that? Cool. I love that you're putting yourself in there too. The last thing you're going to do is write what is often I. I love how she didn't even fucking say what the last one is. The last one looks like a fucking marble. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was quartz. Maybe it was quartz to get everything, like, um, flowing. I don't know. So I've got third eye, fool's gold, which can be used for money, I guess, in some ways. But the rest of it is very, like, prosperity. Oh, the petition. I'm not going to read it. Oh, I wonder if he's going to be doing the petition correctly. Those can be really complicated if you don't do them correctly. <laughs> and you need to know what or who you're petitioning. And if you don't petition correctly, and, um, yeah, it could not end up good. So let's see how this looks. You don't have to share it with anybody else. Okay. And you don't even have to write words. You can draw a symbol that's important to you. If yeah, you've got strong lyrics that are meaningful to you. Some um, usually with petitions, you do them on, a, like, brown paper. And she has white paper here. Maybe this is for her culture. I don't know. But what I would do is you use brown paper. It's a little more, more natural. And tear all the edges so it looks a little bit more, um, I don't know, petitiony, natural. <laughs> But don't just have a note card that's cut perfectly square. Like, you need to cut the edges and, like, tear them and rip them and things like that. Something that just speaks to the prosperity that you want to bring into your life. I drew a waterfall. I feel like it's a, it's a reminder to go with the flow and how... Interesting. Waterfall is interesting. Maybe that has some significant meaning to him. However, sharing it, especially on this... It's not going to do very good things. You know, if I was in a negative... Um, I was practicing negative magic a little bit more right now, and I wanted to hex this, so it would be very easy to hex and, and take apart and pick apart this spell, and even reverse it and have it go the opposite direction. Even when it feels like you are falling, you'll still end up back in the water on your journey, flowing forward. I like it. Mm. Great. Mm. And that's what you're doing now. And should I be popping it in here? Yeah. And that's yours. Good. And you're going to keep that forever and ever, or until you feel like it's done its job with mm -hmm. you. And... Place it wherever. And that could have a huge, profound effect on the way that I go about my life. But is it all, is it all here? Even if you've finished. So he's asking if it's all just in your head, if it's all mental. Um, that's what he's asking. And that's a good question. Is it all mental? Is it a mental thing? Um, do you carry yourself differently knowing that you're a witch? Maybe, maybe. But what if you don't? What if this is actually like something else that is out there and you're working with something else that's out there? I think both are possible. Your spell, whatever it is, and you feel like it hasn't worked, I think that there's still value just in the fact that you performed it at all. If we think that magic is art, then it's equally valuable to sit down and create and not worry about the outcome. Let's say it is all in my head. Let's say that it's a placebo and okay. I'm casting some kind of spell because like, I'm very anxious about a school test or I'm very anxious about whatever. Like, That was me. 
That was me. My first ever spell was I was anxious about a test. And I made a pouch similar to what Anthony Padilla had made. I followed a recipe that I found on Google, and it fucking worked. Just the process of sitting down and going through something like this, I find calms my anxiety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that point, who cares? Who cares if it's a placebo, because placebos yeah. work. The belief in something working is enough to me. Right, the belief works a lot. And for me, I feel like religion is very comforting. And so just for me knowing that um, this situation... Um, could be better or I'm making the situation better in a situation where I can't control anything, I can at least cast a spell and that helps me feel better um, in the long run. Get work sometimes. And that's something else that I think makes Wicca weird and why I kind of hesitate around the idea of belief because to me, belief may not be the most important thing. Sometimes just the doing it is important. Thank you for this and I will leave. I agree. The doing, the belief, I feel like both of those go hand in hand for me. And sometimes I lay in bed and I just imagine the witchy shit that I want to do. You can have a mind altar. And you can make a beautiful altar in your mind and you can go visit that whenever you want. Um, kind of like Sherlock Holmes' Mind Palace and Sherlock Holmes on Netflix. And there's all sorts of different weird and wacky things that you can do in there. Um, but the belief system and the doing, all of that kind of stuff... Those things are what perpetuate the witchcraft journey and the witchcraft, all those kinds of things. Those are really helpful. Leave it up to my interpretation to see what comes from this. Magic. Thank you. Anthony's a witch great. now. I am a witch. Do you find that people tend to be skeptical when they hear about you being a witch? When they hear about what types of benefits and things this brings you? Criticism. Yeah. So the first reaction. <gasps> Even now. Uh, amongst too many people, you know, that either you're wacky or you're satanic. It's just tedious, but as soon as you explain, look, it's it, it's an ancestral indigenous wisdom tradition. Totally has nothing to do with any of those stereotypes. Those were visited upon people uh, because of the church, because of its hostility, because it wanted complete political and religious control. I mean, yeah. I've tried to engage with fundamentalists of various stripes, and no. generally speaking, it doesn't matter what your faith is. If it's not theirs, they're not listening. I mean, I've been, been Wiccan for my entire adult life. I was exploring it as a teenager, and I wasn't raised in a religious household. And when I started particularly going to college, um, particularly like in the Southeast, most of the people who I know were raised in some kind of Christian household. And that stuff isn't less weird than what I do. Believing in bodily resurrection is not more reasonable than what you and I just did. Right. <laughs> like, that is true. If you look at the, some of the shit that's in the Bible, like having a virgin have a baby, what the fuck is that? Or like, like she said, Jesus being rose on, on Chris, on, not Christmas, on, um, Ostara, what's it called? Easter. Yeah. That is, that is weird. That is turning water into wine and he's not a witch. What the fuck? <laughs> I just wish that we all could appreciate that if it's weird, at least we're all weird. What yeah. I find interesting <laughs> is that so many religions are accepted as faith in this religion. We should not question yeah. it. But with something like Wiccans, people immediately have assumptions about what it means, even if these beliefs have been around for potentially thousands of years longer than the widespread accepted religions of today. Unfortunately, a lot of religious institutions, 
they become institutions and they become political institutions yeah. as a result. There are always people who practice their, their faiths who are made better by their faiths. But there are a lot of people who are not and they are very often in the hierarchies. So power and control, fear of women, and it hangs on. So we have to work very hard to disabuse people of all of those negative stereotypes and lies. I never really thought about how the terms... Yeah. We have to work very hard to get rid of those stereotypes, and this is a reason I still I can't even mention it while I'm working. Um, but everyone can talk about Christianism or Christianity and <coughs> all their crap all day long, but I can't say one thing about mine, and it's frustrating. Magic and spellcasting can mean something entirely different based on your previous exposure to the words. What if magic? Well, your previous exposure to words kind of depends on, kind of shapes your entire world, you know. Uh, they have a word in Russia for light blue. We do not. We have a word here for light pink, or light red, it's pink. And that's just, that's a thing that we have and other people don't. Your lexicon and your worldview is shaped upon what your words are and syntactically what they mean. It really is all just a matter of setting your intentions and opening yourself up for interpretations that align with that intention. If I cast a spell to have a good day, am I more likely to have a good day because of that? Because of my intention to do so? Possibly. Whether it's a placebo or something more, doesn't matter if it actually works. Right. If it works... Who cares? Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're there for results. And that is what it is. It's a result-driven thing. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Sorry for the two-week break. Been really sick, like I said. Strep and the flu. Uh, drink all my water. <laughs> but, um, yeah, stay safe. Don't get sick. And I will hopefully have another episode next week unless I get something else.